and welcome back to the Destructive Behavior Podcast, everyone. Appreciate you guys joining me today. Um, today's episode is really kind of special. Um, again, we, we I've talked about doing the specials for women's related mental health issues, um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And not mental health issues per se, as much as what are some issues that can cause um, more women in the world to have PTSD, depression, anxiety, hypervigilance, just all of this stuff. And it, it, it was mind-blowing, to say the least, um, as I was going through research. So we're going to talk about domestic violence today. Um, and you'll see here in a little bit, I have a special guest that um, came in yesterday and we pre-recorded a, excuse me, we pre-recorded the interview because she wasn't able to make it on live today. So yeah, please stick around for the interview. It, it's not going to be your typical, our typical format. We're not going to be taking a lot of breaks today. We're going to have one break after this. And then we're going to roll into the, uh, the interview in the whole 45 minutes straight of it. So with uh, that being said, let me talk to you about some of the stuff that I found online. Um, some of the stuff I found online, I went through the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence website, which offered a lot of statistics. And it also offered a lot of places where you can go to get help if you are a woman or a guy in an abusive relationship. Um, or are being abused by someone. So, as we're going through this today, I just want you to think of this number. On average now, 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. So I'll just let you guys do that, that math. It's a big number, right? It's a big number. In the hour that we're gonna be here today, that's huge. And it's rather frustrating and honestly disgusting. Um, now, all of this information that I plucked, I plucked it from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence webpage. Um, and right above me, you can see this is a hotline that is, uh, it's a safe line. You guys can call if you are, if you feel like you're in any sort of tr danger or anything like that from a, you know, someone else. Um, as far as abuse goes. So um, let me throw some st statistics out there for you. One in four women and one in, nine men, women, uh, one in nine men are abused by their intimate partner. I'll call them significant other um, in the form of physical violence, um, sexual violence, or stalking. And sometimes this stuff leads to injury, fearfulness, PTSD, STDs, and even having um, the service, you know, victims, uh, their credit stolen, their identity stolen. Like, come on, really? Like, this is insane. Um, some more statistics. One in three women and one in four men have experienced physical violence by an intimate partner. Uh, examples of that are slapping, shoving, and pushing. They might not be classified in that domestic violence or might not be considered domestic violence, but it's leading to it. Um, one in seven women, compared to one in 25 men, have been injured 
by their significant other. One in 10 women have been raped by a significant other. And the data is unavailable on male, on male subjects. Now here's the thing, or male victims. Here's the thing, I keep putting in the male and the female statistics because I want you guys to see how huge of a difference it is. The number is so crazy that one in seven women compared to one in 25 men. If that doesn't throw up red flags and say, we're doing something wrong, then I don't know what does. Um, let me get to one that is just absolutely horrible. So when it comes to rape, 46.7% of women have been raped <clears throat> by either their significant other or an acquaintance. So somebody they know. That's one in two, basically. Think about that. That 46% is, is a huge number, right? But then when you bring it down to it, it's one in two women. It's huge. So how can we go about helping these women is, is really what I'm trying to do and trying to think. And we can only do so much. And I'm gonna cover a lot of other things when, when you watch this interview. But I mean, it sickens me. Um, on a day, a typical day, um, more than 20,000 phone calls are placed to the domestic violence hotline, which again is directly above me right here, right here, okay? It's here. Please take it down, write it down, and if you find yourself in a position in which you feel you're, that you fit this, or even if you don't know if you fit into this demographic, please call anyways and find out what you can do to help yourself or what they can do to help you. Um, another statistic is this. Women between the ages of 18 and 24 are the most commonly are most commonly abused by the significant other. 18 to 24. Where does that put women at this age? College. Think about that. You are supposed to be in college to better yourself and get an education to move towards life towards a career and then something could happen and now you have to deal with anxiety depression what did i do to deserve this all of these questions that go through women's heads that are instilled because somebody was just excuse my language an asshole and felt that they deserved something that isn't theirs to deserve <clears throat> the presence of a gun in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by, get this, 500%. 500%. That's crazy. Um, 
So going on to this for this the rape topic, all right? Think about this. One in five women compared to one in 71 men have been raped in their lifetime. One in five women. What TV show do you know that has five women in it? Friends. Friends has five women in it, I believe. But even if we don't do that, let's look at a WNBA basketball team. Two women on the court at any given time have been raped. Five on five basketball. Two women in those ten have been raped. 45% of women rape victims are raped by their significant other. 72% of murder homicides involving significant others, 94% of those victims were female. I'm sorry, this, this one gets me kind of emotional because it's just, it's mind-blowing to think that somebody somewhere has, thinks they have the right to do this and, and something they don't deserve. So, it's not just physical abuse though. It's, it absolutely is psychological abuse as well, as you're going to see when Jessica tells us her story in a little bit. Um, here's some, here's some psychological abuses that you might not even realize off the top of your head that is psychological abuse. Humiliation, um, controlling what the victims can and cannot do, withholding information from the victim, deliberately doing something to make the victim feel diminished or embarrassed, Isolating the victim from friends or family. There's plenty of people out there that we know that, that that I know that have stories involved that say, you know, my boyfriend doesn't want me to see my family or my friends. And it's really just it's a control thing. <clears throat> Denying the victim access to money or to other basic resources. Like, really? I, does this really happen? And it does. A whole lot more than you're supposed to. Um, I'm sorry. Tyler is out here giggling. I'm assuming it's because our studio's in a gym and everybody is using the bags right now. And I apologize if you can hear that. Um, some of the other psychological abuses is stalking. It's demeaning the victim in public or in private, you know. Um, I know plenty of, um, or here we go, undermining the victim's confidence and or self-worth and convincing them that he or she is crazy. I, I don't, like, undermining a victim's confidence. What's that? That's, um, oh, how do I look in this, in this, in this shirt or these pants or this outfit? And getting the, eh, you know, maybe you should try something else. That's just not, you know, that's, it's that simple. It's that small. That's how it starts. It's something that tiny. And it builds to why are you showing so much leg? in your jeans or in your outfit? Or isn't that shirt really low cut? Like, who cares? Wear whatever shirt you wanna wear. If you're comfortable in it and it makes you feel good, wear it. So why, do, why does it matter? 
Well, all of this psychological stuff matters because it increases the trauma from the physical abuse. So, we take all of these physical traumas that you've gone through, the, the physical abuse, right? But then you stack on top of that, you stack these little psychological things that just constantly build and build and build and build and build until the woman becomes just a shell, empty inside. We're talking depression, PTSD, suicidal ideations, low self-esteem, and difficulty trusting other people in the future. So I want you to take all this stuff that we've just talked about and think about that as, as we go into this pre-recorded um, interview with Jessica and pay attention to the things that she says and tell me if it doesn't absolutely hit almost 95% of the stuff that I just covered. So with that, we're gonna take a very quick break um, we're going to keep it short and then we're going to get into this interview because I feel that it is absolutely going to save people's lives. And again, right here, this phone number, call it if you feel like you're being physically or psychologically abused in a relationship and you want to get out or even have an inkling that you want to get out. Please call this number as soon as possible. With that being said, we'll see you after this. Need to spice up your website? Grab some attention on your Facebook page? Need an intro-outro for your YouTube channel? KM Voice will do it all. Pump up your profits and add some video advertising on your channel. Add some fire to your marketing campaign. Do you want to advertise on the radio and want a professional to handle your audio? Well, guess what? We do that too. From writing the script to producing the finished product, we take the pain out of advertising. Need to add voice to your company's training video? Yep, leave it to us. Send us a message on Facebook at KM Voice or give us a call at 440-213-2860. That's 440-213-2860. Production doesn't have to be a hassle. We give you the best because you deserve the best. Send us a message or call now. And welcome back, folks. Um, for this segment, I wanted to bring in one of my friends, Jessica. She... Um, has had a pretty rough situation that's happened in the last few years with her. And I thought that this would be a great opportunity to um, show the female viewers out there that um, I'm listening to your guys' messages. And I really want to let you know that I am focusing on bringing you guys um, people that you can relate to and isn't... A PTSD that's related to combat or things like that because PTSD relates to anybody that's gone through major traumatic incidents. So a little background on Jess. Um, you and I have known each other for what? It's been a year and a half about, about yeah. that. Um, I actually met her in a psychology class and being the two oldest people in the class, uh, we just, it was like, oh, we're the old people in the class. And that's how it worked. But um then we had a couple other classes together, and it's really been kind of just a friendship-building experience. And that's when I learned that you have PTSD as well, correct? Correct. Um, now, uh, this PTSD that you have, um, comes from where I feel a lot of women gather their PTSD from, the inevitable topic of domestic violence. Um, and I wanted to bring you on here because of how strong a woman you are. 
and to help show other women that might be in the same scenario that you're in that, that you can get away and you can start to rebuild your life and you can heal. It's just not exactly the easiest thing to do. Yeah, definitely not easy. So um, I'm just going to, I guess I'm going to kind of step back and let you, let the audience get to know you a little bit. Um, so just, if you want, share us your story, please. Well, I met a guy on online dating and at that point... Uh, I had a small, very small support system that moved across the country, so I was practically by myself and blew transmission in my car and lost my job and this guy was like, oh, guess what? You can come stay with me oh, and I work for a car dealership, so here's a car to drive and immediately took care of me and I was like, oh. This is nice. So and, that, uh, that typical, that stereotypical, like yeah, I'm like, going to take care of you, and now I have the control of what and you now have. I've built you. Gotcha. Is the words I built you to who you are today? So you owe me. Is the manipulation of that? Yeah. Um. So it was a constant guilt trip for five years that escalated from just being the whole I built you. Don't wear that. Don't look at this person. Don't put on makeup, don't put on lipstick because you're drawing for attention for another man. And it turned into, uh, if I could throw you off this 19 foot story building or 19 story building, sorry, uh, you, I would, and I'll do it to your cat first and then I'll do it to you. And so I, the cat, the cat, I mean, yeah, I can no. see, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I absolutely can't yeah. see that. But no, that's actually how it starts. So when I went through therapy, it started with um, a lot of people said um, they, just like any stereotypical sociopath kind of thing, like Ted Bundy, they hit animals first. They hit the low ball areas to get to you so mm. that you don't leave. Gotcha. Um, and he controlled every aspect of my life. I had no access to bank accounts. I had an allowance of what I could spend. Um, my phone was hacked. He had a GPS ping on me at all times. So if I walked into Target and I didn't tell him I was going, I got in a lot of trouble. If I didn't beat him home and sit waiting for him, I was in a lot of trouble. And that's kind of, I hit a point in my life where when he was threatening to kill me, I would just beg him. Like, please do it, please, just because I hate myself and I hate this life and I don't know where to go from here. So my question, and man, this is a sensitive <laughs> because I know we have discussed this before, mm -hmm. but it, like, I feel like today, like, I want to take it a little deeper just so that the audience can just really grasp that because there's people out there that are, that have been in this scenario and to see the fact that we're having this discussion right now mm -hmm. really could inspire them to make that change and get out of that thing. Yeah. Do you mind? And if you don't want to answer this, please feel free not to. How many times did he threaten your life? At least on a weekly basis for the last two years that we were together. Okay, so a lot. A lot. A lot. That's, a lot. Yeah. That's, all, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. And I was going through reading 
percentages mm-hmm. that the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence has just for in the United States. And if you didn't hit every category that they talked about psychological, like the psychological abuse, and that's the other thing too, is people don't get that it usually starts with psychological abuse mm-hmm. and manipula- manipulation and control, and then it leads to yeah. more physical abuse. Okay, so did it ever get physical? Um, He... Probably the past or the last like two or three years, um, I was constantly raped by him. I would have to have all of my clothing on because he couldn't stand the fact that my body would jiggle. Um, that's fucking disgusting. Um, so I would be held face down in somewhere and he would do what he wanted and then leave. I wasn't allowed to enjoy any part of our sexual life. He couldn't even look me in the face, um, which really tore me apart mentally because, you know, women already hate their bodies. Right. So when yeah, your absolutely. own husband won't even look at your body naked, it absolutely. really, really hits you deep. And this is why I wanted to bring someone like you mm-hmm. on the show because I can't, I can't talk about mm-hmm. that and I can't talk about the experience because... I've never had that happen. Um, so, okay. So let's... Oh, man. And I don't even want to say <laughs> let's fast forward, right? Because, right. like, that's, that's part of it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But the time comes, and you're like, I'm done. Yeah. I literally woke up one day after I... Again, like I said, I begged him to kill me. Like, just please yeah. get it done with, because I don't right. want to be here anymore. And it was weird that I woke up one day after that with like three hours of sleep and I was like had this epiphany like what the fuck man right um, <laughs> I can't I, say that that's the wrong epiphany yeah right? um like I'm what at the time I was 27 years old like I'm 27 years yeah, old right. like I have so much life ahead of me Absolutely. and I want this twerp to kill me like I, you took the high road. Like I'm, you called I'm, him a twerp. Yeah, like you that's took the high a nice road. word to call. We'll give you that. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let you take the high road. It's better than going the low road. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he... So I kind of... I contacted a therapist. Um, and I tried to say it was... I had to say it was for us. Um, and say that I wanted to be a better wife. And I wanted to serve him better and be a better person to him so that he would go. Um, When he ended up deciding he didn't want to be part of the marital therapy, um, it took about three weeks for me to physically say, I'm in an abusive relationship. Right. Um, And my therapist, who is phenomenal. Was like, no shit. Yeah. Um, she immediately put in an emergency plan and I, you know, I had to contact the three best support systems for myself and let them know where I'm at and that I'm in danger and that I need some help. And now did she help you contact those support groups that way? Because let's face it, you Mm -hmm. have a GPS on your phone. Yes. It's, it's hacked. Any phone call you make. He already controls everything. So did she help contact them? Yes. In order... So we would do it like either in her office with her 
Um, and then when I told my parents and my sister, um, I left my phone in the car. So they knew, he knew I was there, but I left my phone in the car. So if he was trying to hack in and listen to me or take any video, he couldn't do it. Gotcha. And that was how I tried to keep that away and try to keep that silent. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt okay. you. No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, and it's funny because you make the plan to leave. You, when you go through the therapy, they, they give you step by step so that you can leave in the safest way possible. Because even if you feel like they're not going to be the person to kill you, you don't know. Especially when it gets escalated into so such an emotional thing. Right. Um, because they're losing yeah. control. Yeah. So I made a plan to leave the week after Thanksgiving. And I left on November 13th. <laughs> which was a week couple before of weeks before. <laughs> yeah. A couple of weeks ahead of time. I don't and, turkey with this dude anymore. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> no more turkey. <laughs> and and we joke and we we're joking right now, but she's but, we have we've known each other and we've discussed this before, yeah. and she has gone through so much therapy and still going through therapy. Yeah, I still go. That we constantly. that's just our rapport. So please don't. I don't want anybody to think that I, I'm downplaying this at all. And I, I think it's somewhat you. of like my personality too. It's kind of like if you don't laugh, you're gonna cry. Uh, right, well, like, but we know and, you, and even crying. Uh, but I'm gonna cry crying. anyways, because right. that's what I do. So okay, but, yeah. so you made this plan. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't go as planned. But <laughs> but hey, Mike Tyson said it best: you can plan for a fight all you want, and then you get punched in the mouth, and your and your plan changes. So okay, it didn't go as planned. Did it go better? Oh no, it went worse. It went worse. Okay, it went worse. It went worse. It was, worse. <laughs> it, was it was very worse. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, a friend, he was out with one of his buddies, and a friend invited me over for dinner, and he beat me home, and that was not okay. And at this point, you know, I probably had admitted it for a couple of weeks that I was in an abusive relationship. Okay. So, so at least you were I was, that mind state. I was acting through this. I was hiding yeah. and acting. Yeah. Praying that he wouldn't realize that I knew that I was being controlled and manipulated and abused. Right. Um, and so I was near my wit's end and when all of that happened, I couldn't speak. And then when I didn't bow down, basically, um, you know, it became the, I'm going to kill you kind of thing. And a knife was pulled out. So trying to beat you back into submission, essentially. Basically. Literally. Because there was a knife involved. Yeah, and backed me into a corner with a knife, and, you know, I had to play his game and tell him how great he is, and how sorry I am, and how horrible of a person I am, and I'll try to do better, and I got him to leave the room, and I barricaded the room while he was in the shower, and then I thought, if I fall asleep tonight, I'm pretty sure I'm dead. I'm right. dead. Like, he had never physically touched me before um so being that that had happened and i knew that he had made plans to kill me prior uh i knew if i stayed that night i was dead and so while he was in the bathroom i grabbed my keys and my cat and i booked it gotcha. i literally i can start it from new i ran yeah grabbed my keys grabbed my cat the only two things a car to get me the 
far away as possible. Right, right. And my cat is that's that's my homegirl. And I've met her. She's pretty cool. She's cool. Cosmo. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Cosmo. Yeah. Sitting at home in the sun. Right. Okay. Day. So all right. So you make a plan. The plan doesn't go as planned, mm-hmm. right? So now it's it's ad libbing this whole thing, right? It's shooting mm-hmm. from the hip. Yeah, I went to my dad. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, my I mean, dad's every a every girl goes to their father, right? Usually. Well, yeah. You would think, yeah. unless of course you're one of you sitting in this cool. horrible statistic that we have that I found, which absolutely disgusts me. And I talked about that earlier in this in these segments, and it's insane. So you went to your dad. So you went to your mom and dad's. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, I know your dad. So, she was very safe there. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Safe there. Yeah. So, I guess, the most difficult thing that I'm taking away from this is the admitting yes. to yourself. Getting to the point where you, you say the words to yourself. That you finally take a stand and realize that Nobody deserves to be treated like that. Like, even people that I don't like, nobody deserves that. Right. So, so would you say that in that moment, that that realization of that was an empowering moment for you? And I know empowering is a big, you know. Um, Empowering, but scared. Like, oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah, literally scared shitless. Um, Right. Yeah, I went to a Reiki master, and he pulled it out of me. And then I get in my car, and this damn song by Sarah Borelli plays. It's called "She Used to Be Mine," and well, it's about that, being manipulated. That just isn't just. Yep. The icing on the cake. Yeah, for that one. I just sobbed the whole. Right, like, if that doesn't just if that's I not just, a sign, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what is right about how she became lost her identity through another person and had to run for her and I can't and I, knowing you now right knowing you now I can't even imagine the person I would have met oh yeah in that scenario so like I could just the it's hollow weird thinking back to like how like submissive I was like oh you don't want me to show my legs and you know yeah, like yeah. okay well it's 90 degrees out and I'm gonna wear a long pair of jeans today like right Man, being that's... able to even pick my own clothing for crying out loud right. is so for me a privilege how long and I think I think this comes into play too okay I'm gone now right I'm away mm-hmm. from that situation but there's always that or maybe I don't know there's that thought that person's gonna find me. Oh yeah. Okay. And oh, yeah. then what's gonna happen to me? Mm-hmm. So you still and these women are still living in fear, you... right? They still are controlled by that person. How long did you go before you can say that wasn't something that maybe and not that it worries you, mm-hmm. but that didn't or wasn't like the theme of the day. Where can I go? Where is he not going to find me? Right. Um, it was probably about a year and a half after I left that I no longer feared him. Um, and again, that's with weekly therapy. Um, I saw a therapist at least once a week. And not not your thirty day. You're not your thirty minute. No, I mean, we're hour. talking 
an hour um, once or twice a week okay. um, to get me where I needed to be because um, my mantra through the whole thing, I'm a big mantra person, um, was you're scared because you're doing something really, really brave. Um, so I continuously said that to myself day in and day out. I'm scared because I'm being brave. Right. And you know what? Like, let me back, let me back this up because but, I've had a few viewers talk to me about the PTSD mm-hmm. and it's not combat related. Do I fit in here into this area? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, right? After hearing your story and hearing the multiple stories I've heard of other women, female friends that I have, that is combat. It absolutely is combat. It's the worst combat. Right. At least when I'm at war, I know the other person's trying to kill me. Right. When you're married to somebody like you and having to wonder, like, is this person serious? Yeah. And you you sympathize with them. Um, One of my biggest fears when I left was he was going to kill himself. Oh, and so because that was a thing. He was yeah. going to kill himself and it was going to be my fault. Right, absolutely. Because I didn't care enough for him. Right. That I didn't... He Let needs help. help. Yeah. I needed to fix him. And right. yeah, that was one of my biggest fears was he's going to leave that behind with that last word that's going to sit in my heart forever. And and that's... That is worse than any trauma that I've gone through, mm-hmm. right? Because trauma bonding is weird. Right. <laughs> it's real. And well, you know, like I sit here and I, so I was thinking about who I wanted to be the person that I had on my first episode that I focused on, you know, mental health problems that really focus on women. Mm-hmm. And there were there were a couple, right? But you were at the top because of the strength that I see in you every day now, right? Like you have gone from, no offense, a weak, yeah, and not weak, but you were. I was in a very vulnerable. You know, that's state. the best way to put it, right? Very you go person. from somebody who seems weak to this woman you are now, mm-hmm. right? And that's and that's what I wanted to really get to people is that through all of this. Your better days are absolutely in front of you. And that yeah. comes from work. It comes from your support group. Yes. Those three those three support groups that you, you mentioned talking to your therapist about, right? Mm-hmm. Running and and knowing that yes, this is absolutely difficult, mm-hmm. but it is absolutely the strongest point in your life because it takes so much bravery yeah. to leave. Yeah, and it even for the threats, um, I mean, I would get messages left on my car and I had his buddies, you know, trying to call me and threatening me, um, trying to buy a Land Rover in my name, like, don't have that good of credit, um, you know, <laughs> trying to steal my identity and... There were times where I thought, like, maybe it would just be better if I went back. If I just went back to him and submitted, and at least I know that everything else is taken care of, and, how many, and I can deal with it. And how many people do you think? A lot of people go back. The statistics right. of people who decide to leave and then go back to their abuser is disturbing. Right. I, and I read something somewhere that it said it takes, on average, 
eight abusive scenarios before someone will leave okay. that. And think about one, think about the fact that it only takes one time for you to die. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's scary. Yeah. So I want to say thank you for being as strong as you were. Um, so, okay, let's move a little forward from that, right? So yeah. about a year and a half down the road, through all of this therapy, you're finally kind of getting into that mind, that state of mind where you're, you're okay, right? Or yeah. not, 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 not okay, but you're like, I'm you a can much live better a, person. Yeah, you can live in more of like, in more of a peace, right? Yes. You can, you can go about your daily life in a much more quote unquote normal manner. Yeah. Um, what are some of the triggers that you, you dealt with? <laughs> um... Well, I'm engaged. Um, my fiance and I like. We're gonna talk about that in a couple minutes. Okay. No, we're gonna talk well, about that in a couple minutes. But like, so if I have an argument with someone, like if me and you were arguing, right. mm-hmm. um, especially like any kind of a loved one, um, right. a lot of people want to reach out and touch hands when they're arguing yeah, or yeah. hug it out afterwards. Gotcha. And I can't do that. Fair um, enough. So there's so many times where I'm like, no, 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 don't touch me. Gotcha. Don't touch me. I can't be touched until. We're all in a positive mindset. Right. Like everybody enough. has to cool down before I can be touched. Right. Because then it's, yeah, yeah well, absolutely. Because then it's like, what are you going to do when you touch me? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You and know not what? even that it likes that I think like, oh, me and my dad had an argument like that my dad's going to hurt me, but it's just, it's, a trigger. it's my body's rea- natural yeah. reaction from five years of absolutely. constantly being abused absolutely. to where I'm just all of a sudden go into fight or flight and I need to curl up in a ball and not be touched. Right. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I wanted to keep Mike for like the, the good story at the end. You know, all horrible stories have a happy yeah. ending. But you know what? Let's dive into Mike. I got your back, Mike. If you're watching, <laughs> I got your back. All right. So a lot of issues come from people moving forward. Right. Yeah. And it's the I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. It's the... Don't raise your voice because this, this, and this, yeah. right? And it's all these triggers that you absolutely dealt with and that... Still you, somewhat deal with. <laughs> right. Yeah, now, here's there. the thing. You found an amazing guy. Yeah. And not just an amazing guy. A guy that has... I truly believe, and I haven't met him yet, <laughs> right? But he snapped. But we're cool. But we Snapchat every now and then. <laughs> um... That I feel has truly made you give faith back to you yeah. in men. Yeah. Right? And he understands. Mm-hmm. And he is absolutely willing to make sure that you understand you're safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of women hold... And this... And now, ladies, please, don't, don't let me... Don't think that I hold you accountable and say you just need to let go of this, all right? This is that stuff that takes work and it takes time to be able to trust someone unconditionally ever again. Yeah. And I and mean, it, can you even and get it didn't back to the start that way? Right. And I, it's because you have to earn that trust, right? Mm-hmm. But I still think it's amazing that you have been able to, in such a short time, because that wasn't too long ago. Yeah, I mean, we've been together, um, July will be two years. And that's just crazy. So then let's talk two years. So you started dating two years ago. 
How long so, was that after? Two years. It was a little right. over two years. So. so, so he's put up with you. Yeah. For two years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm, I'm joking when I say yeah, that, right? But I put up with him. But you so. put exactly, and we know how you. No, I don't know how Mike. But if you come to the gym every now and then, maybe we find out. <laughs> um, but that's awesome, right? And yeah. I think a lot of times women. Once you're in such an abusive relationship like that, it takes a lot for any man to say and to prove because you just can't tell somebody, well, that's not me. Yeah. Because that's exactly how manipulation starts, right? I mean, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Well, and then five months later, you're absolutely that guy, yeah. right? Yeah. And Well, I didn't even know that I wanted him to be that guy. I, I went on one date with him and... Uh-oh. I went to therapy and was like, nope, nope, can't do it. Like, he wants a second date. Like, he was really nice. We had a great time. Like, if I literally said, if I had a type, because I've dated all kinds of types of people. Right. Um, if I had a type, he's that type. He's my type, if I had a type. Like, my he, kids, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, um, that's good, because, you know, you're engaged. Engaged so to Hopefully, yeah. he's your type. Yeah. But yeah, um, but I said, but he seems too much of the real deal, and that scared the daylights out of me. And I think, isn't you're not the only woman to think that? Yeah, I've I've been told. I, I was about to shut him out. I was like, I, I, I don't think I want to. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like he seems like such a genuine human being. Right. Yeah. So, Am I willing to open myself back up to that guy? Right. Now, I have a question. And that's what... Did any insecurities come in? Like, he's too genuine of a guy. I don't deserve that. Oh, yeah. Did it? Sure. Because, yeah. I mean, and I'm assuming that it, it might have. And again, I don't want to assume anything. That's why I yeah. asked the question. So, how did you combat that thought? Um, a lot of therapy, a lot of journaling. Um, journaling was like my main thing throughout the whole yeah. process of healing, and I still do that stuff. I have a doodle journal because I just like to scribble sometimes, you know? I've seen them. They're yeah. Fun. They're funny. They're funny. And they're sad yeah. sometimes, too. They're sad sometimes, but you need to work on those inner demons to find that true happiness. Absolutely. So, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, lots of lots of challenging myself. Um, so... You know, if he wants to say something nice about me and compliment me, yeah. I have to, I have to challenge it and learn to say, you know, thank you so much. Right. Even though I'm going, oh, please shut up. Right. Um, yeah. Please no. Like I'm not that pretty. Please no. Stop. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was a challenging thing. I had to constantly challenge myself throughout it. Um, and that's one of the things my therapist said was, you know, if you think he's a good guy, go on the second date. Like, what is it going to hurt if you go? You don't have to continue to build this relationship if you don't want to. Right. But okay. face that fear. Okay. Yeah. Like, and that was a kind of a thing, like expose yourself to other people. Go out to the bars and don't worry about him being there. Go meet somebody and try just, not to worry about the fact that they might want to kill you at some point. Um, and it really was just a constant, every single day, challenge myself, no matter how scared I was. And gotcha. again, you're scared because you're doing something really brave. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
So my producer just told me that we were running on 28 minutes right now. Cool. But here's the thing. I really like this conversation. And I really like that you're going and we're getting some stuff here. And I really think that it's going to benefit you. So we're going to skip my next break. Okay. And we're going to go the last 15 minutes with you. Right. And keep talking if you're willing to. Yeah. Because like okay. I, th- I can do all the research I want, but it's coming from a guy, and I want to I want to empower women that are in these scenarios, and I really think that your your story is doing that, and it's also showing women that you know what there's life after this. Oh yeah, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. And I mean, it seems like it's never gonna end. I expect. I mean, months not sleeping and constantly vomiting and over fear. I mean, literally, I would just be sitting completely normal, thinking I'm completely normal, and then I would just vomit for hours because my body just had... My body likes to be physical when it releases things. Absolutely. Yeah. um, And it was... Yeah. I mean, it was... It was very dark and I had to rely a lot on my support group. Right. And through the first few and months that's, I mean, to get myself there's on the there's the key again. I keep mentioning this stuff throughout my all of my episodes. I think I've mentioned support mm-hmm. in in this in each one of them and how key it really is. And you can't get out mm-hmm. of the scenario without the support. Yeah, and I then really of, think of that like if it wasn't for my parents to say you know what? Just get here. Yeah, just get here and we'll take care of you. Don't worry about anything. Right. We'll take care of you. That Absolutely. was amazing. And Not then, everybody has that. Like, agreed. And that's, and that's, and I was very, very fortunate. Right. And I will have information on who you can get in touch with um, on the webpage, um, on my Instagram, all of that. I will have numbers for the um, domestic violence hotline for the United States um, and the local areas here where I'm from um, just to show you guys and if there's ever a time where you guys feel that you need to reach out if you need to reach out to me even if it's the Facebook things right we've got those things going around now that are like hey if you're reading this and you are going through this call me and say you need this or this Absolutely, that is an amazing thing and utilize it. That's really going through. Utilize it. And and I I wanna see the numbers on how many people have actually utilized this. Unfortunately, there's not really a study for that. But if there's a psychologist out there or a group, and hopefully the National Coalition for uh, against domestic violence will take up and maybe get something like that. Because man, when you read their page, it's so just mm-hmm. draining. Because there's nothing happy on that page. <laughs> No. Except that, like, hey, we can get you out of here. Yeah. And unfortunately, there isn't a statistic that shows, you know what, this web page, this, this little Facebook thing saved 50,000 lives. Right. You know, and that's a small number considering it's something like 10 million every minute in America or every hour are being physically abused, mentally abused, or raped. Yeah. I saw something on one of those in the very beginning that helped me question whether I was in a healthy relationship was on one of those pages about narcissistic abuse. Right. Um, And that was, 
I read through it and was like, oh, that one's him, that one's him, that one's him, maybe that one's him. And you know, right? when, when the, you read through you like read 50 lists, and oh, that's why I was telling you, know, you when 40 you, of them are on there, you're like, well, yeah, absolutely. When you, when you read that, when you rattled off those that list of stuff that you did, like literally, I got the notes over here, like, like it, you hit every one, like, and I was like, oh my god, how many other women are just like this? Um, mm-hmm. but man, I just I can't even I can't even fathom. So, how long did it take? Or do you even still hold on to those ideas of or those insecurities creep in? Oh yeah. Even when you're you're engaged to yeah. be married. Yeah. Well, uh, the prick wrote a book that he paid to publish on Amazon called "The Chubby Little Redhead," and it's about how I'm just too fat to be adored. And wait. That, yeah, it's a real thing on it's Amazon. A thing? It's the a chubby th- little redhead. Yeah, like I want to buy it and read it, but oh, I but I don't awful. but I don't want to give so him money. So if you have the <laughs> right. Kindle Unlimited, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. read it for, for free. free. Yeah, which is how a lot of people like and my write, psychologists and then just read write it this and horrible read it. review on it mm-hmm. and and just belittle yeah. him because yeah. I've seen pictures. It's all a bunch of projection. Well, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But it's one of those things where you can be like. Mm-hmm. The more intelligent person, right? Uh, you should you know, absolutely was... not fight fire with fire. Oh, no. I'm just saying. Absolutely that not. That was a joke. However, when... I mean, that book was published on the one-year anniversary of me leaving him. Um, oh. Yeah, so he strategically put it out there. Right. Um, it was great because his sister called me to tell him. Like, even his own family doesn't even like him, so... But we're, not, but we're not but, here to poke. Yeah. We're not here to do that. But, but it um, it kind of empowered me to a sense because he's pointing something out. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Our, he's got it. Keith just showed us the picture of it. And <laughs> yeah. the graphics look absolutely horrible too, They're people. Awful. Did you see those with flags? I think it's been seen as inappropriate. Boom. Has it really? And if that's any of you guys are going to actually look for it on Amazon, it has been flagged because somebody realized that that garbage was written about somebody and in a manipulative, yeah. narcissistic, condescending, controlling, asshole type of manner. Yeah, um, but it almost was amazing when I got that. I remember I was, I got the text message getting off of Route 90 to go to Crocker Park. Okay. And I was like, hold on, what? And when I got there, I went through and looked at like the artwork of it, and I was like, first of all, that's amazing that you're still on this track so much yeah. that it's a year later and yeah. you're writing books about me. Right? I mean, yeah, um, absolutely. And then also, absolutely. everything, you know, you when you come forward and you say, like, I'm in an abusive relationship, people pick sides. I lost friends. Right. I lost a lot of friends that chose him over me because... Right. Well, when you're that good of a nip- manipulator yeah. and controlling people, and it's not just you you're going to be controlling. It's going to be a lot of other people It too. was something for me that immediately was like, it solidified, yes, I am correct. He Absolutely. is a sociopath. He right. is right. just Tyler, everything I said that he was. I'm sorry. I don't mean to yeah. interrupt. Tyler, can you give me a 1 to 10 on if the graphics in that book are colored with pencils or crayons? <laughs> Unfortunately, his... Oh, no. Maybe. 
It was, it was definitely illustrated in shame. Um, yeah. So, okay, you know what? Let's let's move past. I'm, That's cool. It's yeah. cool that it empowered you. It really is. Because, yeah. like, I'm glad you were able to look at that and be like, you know what? He really is. Like, I was everything to him. But not in that I was everything to him in a healthy manner. Yeah. But because he no longer has you to control. It was just that one he no last longer has dig to try to get me. Right. And he no longer has himself. Because... Yeah, that was that was that everything, everything right? I was saying was right. Yeah, no, agreed, a hundred percent. Now, <laughs> Mike, let me throw this to you, brother. I think you need to write a book <laughs> about all of the incredible things that your fiance is to you, and name it like the magnificent ginger. <laughs> the magnificent ginger. <laughs> Yeah. And if you need help with that, I can help. I'm a pretty good writer. Well, he did just give me for my birthday a cute jar full of all of the reasons why he loves me. So I got well little slivers sir. of paper well in Well played. It. And you know what? Yeah. And... <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, but we laugh about that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, I make, the, I make the joke about the book, but... He just did something that dipshit wouldn't have ever thought of. Yeah. And it's amazing because it just, it's reassuring. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, let me solidify this for you. Let me solidify that every reason I'm with you is because of who you are. Yeah. And not because of what I want you to be. Exactly. And that was... Mind That's blowing. the complete difference. I didn't, I didn't see the Snapchat of you crying from that one. <laughs> that's, that's on her fault. That's her, that's her fault, Mike. That's her fault. <laughs> yeah, but, but really it is. I mean, but he you know tells what? me he loves me down to a cellular level. Like, I love every single aspect of and you. We just and I respect would, you. And I that think, is a... I think that's the biggest thing right there, Powerful isn't it? word. It is. It is like because... he respects me and lets me be me. And it's not just a word, right? Because True. you can see it in his actions. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see the respect. Yeah. And I think that, at the end of the day, I think women get afraid of that. Yeah. Af- after they've been in such an abusive relationship... And again, this is just my thoughts. This isn't any sort of like research, right? Very afraid of you intimacy. Get, you and get afraid, and up. you and you look at this respect as, well, do you really respect me, or is this just a way for you to grab a hold of me? Tell right? Me, is it the first un- step in manipulation? And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we can't tell until it's two years later, mm-hmm. and that respect. Is still being shown. And Mike, congratulations. But also I think I would like to say thank you to Mike. Because without Mike, there is no happy ending-ish to this Mm -hmm. story, right? And there's no reassurance in you that you can have the life that you want. That you truly want. I think it also came from a fact of not only is he my happy ending, but I let go of the process before. 
So, like, the thought of, like, I got married, I wanted to have kids and buy a house, and I had to let go of that part of myself and be okay with me again. Right. And be okay with who I am as a person and Mm -hmm. who I want to go with and where I want to be. Right, yeah, Um, yeah. And then to build a life with somebody else after this, like, yes, I adore it, and I love it, and I can't wait to marry him and have his babies and all that um, you guys have three-legged puppies first. We will have three-legged puppies first because that's, yeah. It's his thing. But I'm trying to talk him into getting a hairless cat because, you know, I like weird things. I mean, Cosmo wouldn't be happy with that. So go three-legged dog first. Cosmo won't be happy with a three-legged dog either. It'd be funny to watch Cosmo beat mm-hmm. up the dog. Not that any abusive relationship is good. <laughs> but, but everybody yeah. knows how cute those cat yeah. videos are but when also, they beat up the dog. I think it was very powerful to realize, too, um, like when you say, I just wanted to point it out, you said, like, Mike is my happy ending, he was my light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't have to be that way for everybody. Right, absolutely. Like, if they, if you, if your light at the end of the tunnel is yes. you're roomed with your best friend for the rest of your absolutely. life, and, and I think you find your path in happiness, that's, that's the where key, it goes. Isn't, it? isn't yeah. that the key, though, right there, is being happy with yourself. Yes. And then whatever it gets added in, mm-hmm. that's just a bonus. Yes. You know, it just so happens yes. that Very Mike so. ends up being... The happy ending, and hello, and you have a Hollywood movie as a life, right? And at least it ended in a good way. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not making light of that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's nice to see that a situation that could have been very, very different ends with you finding that person that adds that additional happiness to you. And, you know, I think with that being said, um, I'm going to say that we're going we're gonna to wrap this up because yeah. I think we traveled that journey pretty well. Um, and I really, I think you are going to help empower a lot of women out there. I hope so because people empowered me. So. Right, absolutely. And that's one of my things is transparency. If, if I can help save somebody else's life by being transparent and crying on a video, then... You didn't really cry. I, I cried a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. It wasn't crying. But still, like, yeah. if I can... If this is what Absolutely. you needed to hear today, I'm happy to be a part of the journey. So, with that, thank you so much. I don't I don't think I can thank you enough. And for the rest of our viewers at home, please, um, throughout this episode, we are going to have numbers everything i want you to know that there's going to be numbers on my on my facebook page that you can reach out to and find a way if you're in that scenario and let's let's move forward let's help you guys move forward and that's what i hope today's episode really did so with that being said thank you very much for joining me and jessica in the rubber room on the destructive <laughs> behavior podcast and we will see you guys next week She's a diamond.